0: Welcome to Improv for the Podcast. On this week's episode, we're joined by Dan, who will tell us all about his improvisational journey. We'll play a couple games and most importantly, learn how he improved his life. Let's hit it. Welcome to Improv for the Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lee Evans, and today. I am joined by the incredibly talented master of puzzles, Rebellion Jiu-Jitsu artiste, improviser, Dan. Dan, thank you so much for coming on the show this evening. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Thanks for doing the research on me as well.
0: Absolutely. Some some things have come up. (laughs) Some things have come up. The internet is a wonderful place, let let me tell you. Uh, How are you doing this evening, Dan?
1: I'm good, I'm good, man. Yeah, you know, Wednesday
0: night, halfway yeah.
1: through the week, hump day, so oh. we're getting there. Yeah, yeah, I love that.
0: Yeah, It's, uh, yeah, this has been a weird week for me, but I'm, I'm glad to be here. It's like the one, like, normal thing in my life, where I just get to sit down for like an hour and a half, chill. Yeah. Have a good conversation, so thank you for making that happen.
1: Of course, happy yeah. to, happy to.
0: Yeah, so Dan, tell me, uh, what's your relationship with this old thing here, improv for the people?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, so I, um... I had done some improv in high school pretty Mm. much like, you know, you're mostly just like screwing around and going for pretty much exclusively going for the dumb, dumb laughs and trying to not get expelled, but really pushing the boundaries,
0: (laughs) writing a fine line.
1: There's not a lot of actual, you know, improv skill involved in that. But, um, (laughs) my younger brother, Liam is heavily involved in IFTP and, you know, he'd been taking classes for a while and now he teaches classes. Um, and so, my he convinced my girlfriend and I to join him for IFTP's summer camp, ah, basically yeah. like the, the weekend away up in Big Bear. Um, and I was super excited because, having done a little bit of improv in high school, I was like, I loved it and was super excited yeah. to get back to it. So we went to the summer camp, which was like I don't know two two and a half days, yeah. um, kind of outside L.A. And it was it was super fun and. It was, goofy and great and just fun to get back into that and have, you know, that creative outlet. Oh yeah. Um, so after doing in the summer camp, we decided like, well, we should definitely take, take the classes. So we started taking classes in January of this year, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we were doing that like once a week, uh, which was great. Um, and I've just been going to a lot more shows and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been super fun. We're, we're off now. We stopped classes for a yeah. little bit uh, as schedule changed, but we're like, we're, we're, we're itching to get back. As oh, well. yeah,
0: absolutely. And I think I met you for the first time when we were at camp because I was there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, I think so. So that was your first IFTP. You hadn't gone to classes before that. You were just like, yeah, let's just do a camp.
1: I didn't do any classes. Didn't know anybody. I like that, and we we're like, you know what? If we're gonna do this, we're gonna we're gonna dive in head
0: first. You did and the craziest thing.
1: <laughs> we did the like the craziest aspect of it, yeah. And the improv is super fun, but then also when you're like, it really is summer camp. Like, just you're just an an adult now, yeah. But you're sleeping in like you know like cabins, cabins. with everybody. It's like cafeteria food. And mm-hmm. It's like, oh, all right, let's do it. Let's see. Yeah, but like, it's so much fun to to honestly be put in that kind of environment as well. Mm-hmm. Cause I think similar to improv, like you, you go out and you take risk and you like do things you're probably uncomfortable with. Oh yeah. And that's where you form really fun relationships mm-hmm. and experiences. Yeah. If it's going to be like a fun thing and you know, it's a fun thing, like it, it's a fun thing, but that's it. Right. Like yeah. if you want genuine connection and excitement, I think you have to kind of step into the unknown, which mm. The summer camp was a no-no. It's, yeah.
0: uh, it's a trial by fire, for sure. <laughs> a lot of You're fire, like, yeah. I've done improv, but I haven't done it for two and a half days straight before. Most haven't. <laughs> uh, I
1: haven't done it for two and a half days in the wilderness yeah. on uh, limited caloric intake. So.
0: It's true. And like with strangers, like any one of those people could have, you know, could have killed you. Could Someone, have harvested your kidneys.
1: I, I people did threaten me mm. to kill me during that experience. Improvisers uh,
0: are a tough crowd.
1: Yeah, it's tough. It's, where, where the character ends and the person begins, you <laughs> took some time to figure out. You
2: know,
0: I, I like how you phrase that. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's hard to find. Uh, all right, Dan. Before we get into talking improv too much, we got to play some three things as is tradition here on the podcast. So, all right. uh, as always, I did some digging on Dan. Uh, I'm a sort of an internet sleuth, if you will, meaning I just punch your name into Google and see what comes up. See what comes up. Yeah. It's, and Sherlock Holmes could use some tips for me. That's all I'm (laughs) going to say. Uh, All right, Dan. So you played three things before. Any questions?
1: Uh, I haven't played three things before.
0: Ah, okay. So I'm just going to give you a category. You'll list three things from it. Love it. I'll number them and then we'll move on to the next category.
1: Okay. Got it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's, they're, they're all from your life. So you're going to be a pro. (laughs) Okay. All right, here we go. These are three things, words that rhyme with Dan,
1: Dan, um, Flam, one, Pam, two, and cram.
0: Three. Nice job. Ooh, cram. Uh, second category: Brazilian jiu jitsu moves.
1: Ooh. Um, triangle choke. One. Rear naked choke. Two. Uh, knee bar.
0: Three. Last category: Russian culture topics or items. Ooh. It's a real deep digging. It's a deep internet. cut, yeah.
1: yeah. People are going to think that I'm,
0: I'm now just a foreign agent. Of some uh, kind. It's all right, comrade. <laughs> you can talk about our culture.
1: Um, okay, uh, Dostoevsky. One. Um, trains. Two. Uh, gulags.
0: Three. These are three things. Ooh, very nice. Love that uh, Dostoevsky reference there, crime and punishment. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to that. So that first category, uh, where does it rhyme with Dan? Solid choices. Thank you. Uh, uh, I think crayon. That was, that was good. That, that was, was really adorable. good.
1: Yeah. Have, a lot of people don't think about that one. Ah, it is,
0: because I think, I mean, is crayon a one or two syllable word? Crayon depends. Crayon. depends
1: where you're raised.
0: Hmm, that's true. That's true. And then there's cranberries, so it's a whole other type of crayon.
1: That's true. Crayon. I don't know. Vodka crayon.
0: Ooh, now we're talking. Good drink. I'm uh, I'm impressed at your rhyming skills. Uh, that second category. Why to I ask you about Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Dan?
1: Um, I imagine you found that out about me online somehow, but yeah. I I don't know. Like I don't know where you found that because I don't think I have posted anything about that. Uh, but I must I must have been tagged.
0: You something. were tagged. Yep. Okay. Yep.
1: I, you know what? I just figured out on Instagram how to see. Photos of people are tagged in. Yeah. I'm not an internet sleuth. That's Um, all right. It made me feel quite old. Um,
2: That's
0: okay.
1: Yeah, jiu-jitsu is something I've been doing um, for a couple years now. Um, I started doing boxing, Mm. um, which was super fun. Um, Worked with uh, uh, a coach named Jorge Suavecito, who's opening a new gym soon, Mm. which is exciting. Um, And I think he actually came to an IFTP class at one time, because he was like, he, you know, he teaches classes, but he wants to be able to like improv during the classes yeah, and like sure. keep people excited. So it's he a came coach and a teacher, yeah. So he came to one, but anyway, I I started doing boxing and then I moved into jujitsu, which is for those that don't know, it's basically like fancy wrestling uh, or murder yoga. Mm-hmm. Which, oh, oh know, I like murder yoga, which is a, <laughs> a better name. Um. Yeah, it's a a martial art. Um, It's super fun. I am obsessed with it as well. Um, It's a great workout. um, And you are basically like, it's the art of fighting on the ground effectively. Mm. So if you, most fights end up on the ground somehow. And so you are defending yourself and trying to basically choke out or submit the other person somehow. Mm. So you put them in a compromising position where they will either you know, you could threaten to like break bones or dislocate joints or, uh, you like squeeze the arteries and they go to sleep. So, um, if anybody watches like UFC, obviously yeah. they talk about it all the time. Um, it's super fun. It's, um, everyone that I have, have met through it has been super nice and respectful. And mm. I feel like most people go in thinking it's a bunch of like, you know, meatheads or whatnot, which <laughs> it is to some extent, yeah, but, sure. um, yeah, so that, that's been my other like LA uh, obsession. I feel yeah. like between improv and jujitsu, I'm just hitting all the big stereotypes. I mean, that's a
0: great combo. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So we're we're doing okay on that, but uh, yeah, it's it's super fun. And <laughs> obviously, anyone that's taken a class with me has seen me uh, assault my younger brother mm. uh, either before or after the class when he gets a little uppity. You know, you, you gotta yeah. kind of just keep just, him in check. You bring him down a little bit. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's uh, one of my favorite things I've seen is that every time you arrive to the theater, or one of you arrives and the other's already there, it's just the, the brawl that occurs. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's yeah. incredible.
1: He's, you know, he's a little he's a little skinny weakling, and you just go for the single leg, take him down, and, yeah. you know, you've got to assert the dominance every once yeah. in a while.
0: well, and you're the older brother. I mean, it's it, it's your right. It's your, my right. It's your responsibility. It's my responsibility. I People mean. are counting on you. <laughs> I'm counting on you, Dan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be doing my job otherwise. Um <laughs> So, yeah, no, that's been super fun. It's I awesome. invite him to classes all the time, too. Yeah, I'm like, do you want to come do this? Like, it's a good workout, and you learn stuff. And he's like, no.
0: You go to his classes. Like, not. I know, I go to his yeah, classes. Yeah.
1: What the hell is this?
0: Like, hey, look, Liam, I do your thing, right? I'm into that. You should uh, come over here sometime. Check it out, yeah. And some chokeholds.
1: <laughs> he has no interest, mm. but we try.
0: Fair, so. fair. All right, that last category. Why did I ask you about Russian culture?
1: Yeah, so I um, I took uh a bunch of russian culture classes when i was at i went to usc mm. um for undergrad um and i like class I, I had extra room you know for classes that i didn't need for my my majors or whatnot so but i ended up just taking like russian language russian culture russian history um and i just thought it was it was super interesting i really yeah. i really liked all that um so we did i read a ton of russian literature Um, and then I ended up doing this trip when I was a junior for my spring break, everyone else at SC was like going to Cabo or Vegas. Yeah, sure. And I was in this class that did a trip to Moscow. Wow. So the trip was supposed to be, we were supposed to fly into Moscow and then we would take the Trans-Siberian Express from Mm. Moscow to a city called Irkutsk, Mm. which is, um, like deep in Siberia, next to Lake Baikal, mm. which is the world's deepest freshwater lake. Um, and when it freezes, it fr- like the the purity of the water is such that it freezes, and the ice is like bright blue. Huh. It's this really weird, ge- incredible, G- yeah, like ge- geological phenomenon. Um, anyway, that was the plan, mm. but this would have been in two thousand and fourteen which was the first time that Russia invaded Ukraine. Right. And so relations were tense, uh, obviously, at that time as well. Tense. And we had uh, flown there, and we were supposed to get on the train.
2: Mm.
1: And basically, uh, you know, my Russian is not good. But basically, the conductor was like, there's no way you're getting on this train, even though we, like, all had our tickets. It 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 was a group of probably 15 or 20 of us or something. And they were like, we're not, like, no Americans on the train, no chance. Um, So the train just left. We were, like, (laughs) abandoned in Moscow. You know, and we were like, oh, my God, what do we do? So we had to, like, change our hotels. And we we eventually flew to Irkutsk, so we still went to Siberia. Oh, wow. Um, But it was an awesome, it was, like, a really, really cool trip. Um, I don't think that I will ever probably... Go to Russia again. You know that's a tough place to travel to these yeah, days. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad. I I'm glad I got to go. It, Absolutely. It was very cool. Um, and obviously, a lot of the the culture and the 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 literature and and you know the literature out of Russia is is amazing and very interesting. And I think the history of the country and you know how how people behave when they live in a society like that and the impacts it has on social relationships and familial relationships and all that is sort of a fascinating thing to study. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm interested. I'm not in the KGB or the FSB. It is or, all right, um, comrade. Yeah. So I should make sure I say that on air.
0: Sleeper agent. Yeah. <laughs> Still <laughs> asleep. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite Russian author or writer?
1: Um, I like Dostoevsky mm-hmm. a lot. Um, You know, I like, uh Crime and Punishment is is great. Uh-huh. Um there's another book called The Idiot, which is which is entertaining as well. I've
0: been caught that. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Um I think a Pushkin though, uh mm. Eugene and Yagin, um, is like one of the one of the coolest. Um pushkin is sort of like the Russian Shakespeare, um, I suppose. Um and he wrote like epic poetry. Mm. So um Eugene Onegin is the story of like a romantic Russian character, uh, but it's all in prose, and uh, so you can read yeah. it in English, and it's, it's still very good. But then mm-hmm. you, if you listen to it in Russian, it's also amazing because it all obviously yeah, it, like structure. rhymes in Russian, and it the way it flows is is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, the you know the history of Pushkin himself is also is also fascinating because he came from a you know he wasn't. Um, he he just has a really interesting background as well, um. So yeah,
0: the answer I was looking for was Chekhov, but it's fine. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. No, 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 it's really cool. And uh, yeah, I think what an interesting time to take that trip. I imagine I have never visited a country that was actively in conflict with another country. (laughs)
2: Yeah,
1: it was. Um, I, I, it was, it was a strange time to be there. Yeah. Um, and the next year, I took a trip to, um, I went to Korea, and then we went up to like the border with mm. with North Korea. Yeah, the GMZ and the DMZ. And um, yeah, so that's that. After that, I was like, I should probably
0: should I should pick some probably less like, to like hot zones. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like maybe I stop going to, you know, questionable yeah. areas, but. Yeah, just like get somewhere yeah. a little calmer. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> just, like kind of like Iceland or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Scotland. Or yeah. Just kind of just a little show. more low key. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right, Dan. Well, thank you for playing three things. And, uh, talking to us about russian literature but it's time okay we gotta hear about improv so i want you to take us back in your life when was the first time you heard about learned of maybe saw whatever that was improv when was the first time you were exposed to it
1: i think probably watching whose line is it anyway which i feel like is probably a pretty common answer yeah um and i know that's like whatever. It's different game styles and stuff like that. But we used to, you know, our family would watch like on Sunday nights, we'd watch America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh yeah,
0: me too. Which was great. Or we'd
1: watch, um, what's that guy's name? Ty Pennington.
0: Oh, Extreme Home Makeover. Extreme Home Makeover. I think, uh, my family was watching the same programming as your family. Probably. <laughs> Those yeah. two shows. It yeah. was like back to back, I think.
1: But, yeah, they were back to back. Yeah. And
0: Tom then, Bergeron. And
1: <laughs> yeah. They would like come and, you know, kidnap a family and then yeah. they would, like build something and. The kid would be like, the kid be like, I like sharks, and then they come back. He's like your whole
0: room is sharks. We killed a shark and put it in your room <laughs> yeah. for you to sleep in.
1: <laughs> it's like inside the carcass of a shark. <laughs> and it was always like, Whoa. and as a child, I thought that was sick. Yeah,
0: I wanted then uh, to uh, yeah change my life,
1: change my life. And then yeah. every week, my mom would be like, "That is so. He's gonna get so bored at that. Yeah, and so
0: I, they won't want that when they're teenagers. Yeah, they
1: won't like that. No." <laughs> But I think at some point the programming changed, and they did mm. whose line is it anyway? Uh, After before one of those shows or something yeah, like that. So yeah. I think we watched that a couple of times, and it was always just hilarious and fun. Yeah. Um, and then when I when I went to high school, our, our high school like troupe had a yeah an improv troupe called Kitsch. Uh-huh. So going to those shows was always a ton of
0: fun. Yeah. So were you just a just an audience member of those shows, or did you join the troupe?
1: I was an audience member for my freshman year. Um I'm trying to remember. I think I think I joined it in my sophomore year. Mm. Um and so like so, sophomore junior senior year I was I was in the troop. Got it. And yeah. yeah, it was called Kitsch. They wore a bunch of pink clothing. It was, you know, a bunch of a bunch of Yahoos. <laughs> but it was it was fun. It was a good time.
0: Yeah. And I think you mentioned earlier, right? Like more the goal of that improv group was like not get expelled (laughs) like we're gonna (laughs) ride that line and just we're gonna have fun right yeah well we you know we were we were
1: just a bunch of high school kids with no guidance yeah and so we would have rehearsals once Mm. a week but it was just us just fucking around you know (laughs) like we weren't nobody was practicing it. One was like studying it and every couple years someone would come along that like had some brains and they would, they would read a book on improv it's or just one book or, you know, or something or like yeah. there would be a drama teacher who like had done some improv so they could teach some of the basic rules mm. and structure. Um, but, you know, we weren't doing any of that. We were just screwing around. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, coming, coming to LA and seeing going to some more like, you know, professional shows or whatnot and seeing like long form where it's like mm-hmm. an hour long improv show. Yeah you're like, whoa. That's crazy. That's insane. Like, you know, how do they yeah. do that? And the the goals of those shows are so different than like just cheap laughs. And the high whatnot, school than shows. the high school, you know, craft. Yeah. So um yeah, it's it's fun to um you know, it's it's just as fun, but it's it's almost more fun to be able to like develop the longer term mm-hmm. stories and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. So what were, do you remember what some of those like first improv shows you saw in LA were?
1: They would have been all Liam shows, uh, okay. um, at USC. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Okay. Because I, I went to a, a couple shows at USC, but mm. not that many. Yeah. Um, but then when, when Liam was in a handful of, well, I guess he was just in one, one troop there, but I, I, went to a couple of those, um, which was super fun and they did a lot of long form yeah. stuff. Um, and so I was like, oh, wow, that's, you know, those are, those are awesome. Um, and then started coming to IFTP shows mm. uh, as well. And would go to a couple of shows at UCB of like kind of random troops. So either like the house team or yeah. Harold uh, Knight or yeah. Yeah. And there was more sketch stuff going on as well. Um, so, yeah.
0: Oh, that's really cool. Wow. Wow. All right. So you, were you interested in performing growing up? Like, was that something you were into or were you just like, eh, I just want to do improv cause it's hilarious.
1: <laughs> no, mm. I, I loved performing. Mm. I am the middle child. Ah. Uh, so I'm basically in constant need of attention yeah. at all times. You
0: got to stand out
1: and you got to stand out. Um, so I always, I think from a young age was just demanding attention and, and like to perform in general. Mm. Um, and then, know both both Liam and I were in I don't know if I'm telling his secrets here as well but we were both in a boy choir for a long time yeah I think you mentioned that okay so we were in a uh a boy choir from like you know from when I was in like I don't know first grade uh through high school
0: pretty much young to be in a choir first grade
1: yeah yeah I mean they start really young yeah um and then you you move your way through and then you know, your voice changes like eighth grade freshman year. It's gotta be painful. It's painful, it's a painful time. <laughs> and then you you move into like the high school troupe that'll have, mm. you know, basses and baritones. Yeah. The younger boy range. Yeah, the younger boy car will have soprano alto. Um That was awesome. I loved that. It was you know, it was classical music, mm. classical mm. choral music. Um we took very intensive music theory. Mm. Um, so we had to, you know, understand how to like write music and yeah. understand music and the chords. Probably sight read. Sight read, yeah. You know, so all that kind of stuff. I think that, you know, in doing that though, I also realized, I was like, oh, I, I really like performing and mm. I like the structure of this. Um, but there were some people in there that, blew me away with their musical ability it's it's like crazy and i was fine at it but i was not at the level of some of these other people um particularly some people have an ability called perfect pitch Mm -hmm. which is like this insane superpower it's annoying it's (laughs) super annoying where you know you just like you give a note and they can just tell you what they can sing the note it's crazy um so i saw people doing that i was like yeah. yeah I excuse get you, you? Yeah, like what
0: <laughs> um what do you mean I'm off <laughs>
1: right um but anyway we we performed yeah. we performed with them and we um we would go on tours, so we traveled we did wow that's cool we, we went to um you know we did a bunch of stuff in different states domestically and then we did yeah. a trip to uh Australia and New Zealand what did a bunch of performances yeah, there Amanda. went uh-huh. to Canada. uh Liam did a trip to South Africa um wow. So you kind of go and you meet up with different choirs and yeah. do different you like, like fight each other. Yeah. Yeah. You'd sing and then they would just execute one of the losing team. Mm.
2: Just
0: kidding. I'm going to I'm going to throw one out there cuz I did choir in high school as well. Okay. Cuz now I'm wondering, uh did your choir do any competitions in Pasadena? Chance? I don't. Th- in like 2012. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think so. Darn. Okay. I don't think that we did. Okay.
0: I think by the sound of it, y'all were at another level than we were. So it, it was it was pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: and we would sing with um, San Francisco Symphony and San Francisco. Okay, yeah, you opera. were at another level. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was super fun because we would do we performed with the opera, and we were always like street rats. You mm-hmm. know, it was basically the role you would play in yeah, these various right. operas, where you like, oh, that's cool. They just like they make your face look all dirty, and you're just like, <laughs> you know, running around and yeah, yeah. You oh, yeah. there, street rap? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I, I loved all that. So I yeah, always that sounds like fun. I yeah. always loved performing, and in high school did a bunch of performances and stuff. And then, um, you know, in in college, I did um, some choir in college as well. And um, but as I started working, like my my job took up yeah all of my time, and yeah. I didn't have a performance outlet of any kind. So that's why I was so excited to get back into improv and just have a, like, a creative outlet where you can, you know, you can let all that out. Mm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, it's like, all right, all right. I, college is like, yeah, that's when life becomes real. So you can lose out on some of those hobbies because you have to get a job and yeah, all those other things. Your classes and...
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, I think even, even college is, like, not even real quite yeah, yet that's because... True. You know, you have classes, but you have a lot of you have a lot of free time yeah. to fuck around. And, I watched
0: a lot of Walking Dead in college. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, you're hanging out with all your friends and stuff, but yeah. it's you know those those first couple of years out of college, it's kind of like oh shit, like it's it's over. We're starting. Yeah, you know, and I gotta I gotta find something. And I think in the first couple of years, there's a lot of pressure to get your job and get your kind of. At least the very beginnings of your career <laughs> trajectory going, yeah. But then you hit a certain level where you're like, okay, I, I have a job, I have stabilized have, a little bit. I yeah. have found something people will pay me to do somehow, and I'm going to keep doing that.
0: Um, they want me there, I guess. Yeah, like, like, yeah, I keep
1: showing up, and the door is still unlocked. So <laughs> my key works. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. But I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Um, but then you know, you you as you get more stabilized in that, you're like, you think about the things you you want as well. Right. So mm-hmm. you, you hit your needs and then you're like, well, I, I want to create outlet or I want to yeah. develop the skill or I want to be this physically fit or whatever. And so trying to allocate your time mm-hmm. to, uh,
0: to achieve those. Absolutely. All right. So you graduate college. Um, did you stay in LA? Did you go somewhere else?
1: I moved to New York.
0: Ah, yeah. Okay.
1: So right out of, right out of school. So when I was a junior, I had an internship in New York, um, and then right after school, I, I moved to New York.
0: Yeah, because you had, like, that connection.
1: Yeah, so I, I, I got a job at the place that I interned at. Ah. Um, so I was I was doing investment banking, mm. um, which is very, very time-intensive. Yeah. Um, so you're working, like, you know, 80-hour weeks, 80, 80 to 100-hour weeks. 100 every once in a while. That's yeah. Like, that's a lot of time so it's relatively you know but it's like it's at least six days a week and often seven days so you have no time to Mm -hmm. do anything and Mm -hmm. you're you're basically like just trying to stay alive (laughs) and and get all your work done so um yeah so i was in new york i was in like midtown um i lived in hell's kitchen Mm. um do
0: you you know daredevil
1: i know i i saw him and he bumped into me Wow. And I thought he was supposed to like have the sense, despite being blind. Yeah. But no, he just walked right into me. Man. Unbelievable, That's,
0: me. Yeah, that raises even more questions, but we won't worry about right, it. Right, right, yeah. right,
1: right. Um, but yeah, so I, I love New York. New York was awesome. It's yeah. obviously a great city. It's it's good to live there, I think, for a couple of years, but it's also lunacy. Yeah. And so- It's <laughs> madness. It's absolute madness. So after a couple of years, you're like, I hey, this is too much. Yeah, okay, get, get
0: out. especially, I mean, working in finances in New York, that's got to be probably one of the craziest places in the world, I imagine.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, you're like, it's lunatics. Um, yeah,
0: I've seen Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, it was exactly like that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, it was nothing like that. Um, it was nothing like that. I loved my job, to be honest. It yeah. was like, I mean, it was crazy intense, but it was, it's kind of like, your favorite thing you never want to do again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
0: you can look back on it and be like, "Wow, I did that.
1: Wow, that was sick, but never again." <laughs> um, but anyway, so I I did that, and then I um, we, it's typically a two year program, so mm. you you only do it you you're only an analyst for two years, mm. and then you recruit to another job, and yeah. then you do that job for two years, and then you either go to another job or you go to business school. Mm. Um, so I did my two years of banking. I recruited back to LA and I worked for um into a private equity shop doing um uh, media and entertainment, yeah. um, investing, uh, for like startups and growing companies. Yeah. Um and that was awesome. That was really cool. So when I was in banking, I was in media and communications banking. So we were doing M and A and financing for uh big media conglomerates and mm. studios and um a lot of those companies have consolidated over the last few years. So yeah. just, you're basically figuring out the math of how all yeah. that works. Now there's like two companies. Right. There's, there's two that's it. So yeah. you are welcome. Yeah. Um Wow.
0: This guy. It's his fault. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um so then the I started doing, you know, growth investing with media entertainment. And then um I did that for the next two years and then I joined a new um family office here in LA. Mm. Um doing more kind of general private equity work.
0: Yeah. So during that time in New York, were you, I imagine you weren't doing a ton of performing, no choirs, no improv, theater, uh, you like the kazoo and you're like the guy on the street who's like, (laughs)
1: yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I was, I was, I spray painted myself in silver and I had to like,
0: oh, that's cool. Yeah. You look like a robot.
1: Right. But I could only do those. That was only my Times square and I, I had the 4am shift. So it was tough.
0: tough. Oh yeah. Dang. Um, what can you do?
1: Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't get to do any performing. Yeah, I, I really you were didn't, busy. I, I wasn't doing anything. But one of my favorite things to do was to go to um, the cellar, the comedy cellar, mm-hmm. um, and watch stand up. Yeah, which was super fun. Um, so we would do that like most free weekends that I had. Um, and you could go and you stand outside and you can get whatever it's called, like, standby tickets or whatever. Yeah. Like, if somebody doesn't show up and they got two extra seats, then you can go in and take those, too. Yeah. Um,
0: they, they need those seats full.
1: Yeah. yeah. So that was great. And if you don't get seats, you go to Minetta Tavern, which is this, like, steakhouse down the street that mm-hmm. has one of the greatest burgers in the city, I think. Um, so that one-two combo kept me quite entertained for some time.
0: That I mean either either comedy or burger that's right it's yeah like, i mean that's kind of like going be one of the two so yeah you win either yeah, way yeah. <laughs> oh man what made the burgers so good
1: uh i have no idea mm. to be totally honest they just yes. like it was just cooked really well it was a nice thick juicy burger mm. i love a smash burger yeah. obviously yeah but like a well-cooked seasoned big juicy burger and then they had um they had uh, just the fries. Were I love a good fries. Oh, yeah. So Killer thin, fry. thin
0: fries. Oh, okay. Okay, Then fries. I'm thinking about burgers now.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Uh, all right. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's really cool. So you come back to LA, right? You did your two years. You come back to LA. Um, you're here. Obviously, your brother is here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, is that when you started getting that itch? You're like, you know, I've been I've been grinding, working on my career to I want to do something creative I want to get back to those those roots that I used to have
1: you know I not when I first moved back um, to be totally honest my when I first moved back my first goal was to get in shape yeah because I had spent two years uh, like exclusively working and then just eating bagels and dollar slice pizza oh, yeah which is incredible. Two
0: of the I mean, best things in New York. Let yeah. me just
1: tell you, and it, it was amazing. Yeah. But I was enormous, and so I was like, okay, I want to, I got to work on my health a little bit. And so when I first came back, that's when I started getting into boxing and, mm-hmm. and jujitsu and stuff like that. Yeah,
2: getting a program,
1: get a program, yeah. So I, I spent a lot of my free time was doing that kind of stuff, which I which I really enjoyed, and you know, so that was like whatever two years, and then COVID hit. And you know I whatever everyone knows that yeah. story, um but I think um you know Liam really was the one that got me back in into it because I was looking at how much stuff he was able to do, yeah, and all the performing he was doing, and he was doing a lot of stand up and he was doing a lot mm-hmm. of improv um. And that was just super exciting to me. Yeah. And I remembered how much I had enjoyed doing improv, um, and performing in general. And I think it was a combination of, I, I hit a little bit of, you know, career stability where I had extra time, Mm. um, to, to use, to do stuff, to perform. And, um, just seeing how much Liam was doing it and how, how much he enjoyed it. Um, so when he told me about IFTP, uh i got excited and i live you know, like a walking distance from here as well nice. so i was like yeah. oh, well it's super yeah super convenient i guess i'll go so
0: yeah. <laughs> all right liam yeah. if i lived anywhere else i wouldn't do it <laughs> yeah exactly. but i'll go
1: but i'll go now so uh yeah you know it took me a while but um i'm so glad obviously that i am doing it and it is you realize once you once you start with that creative outlet you're like oh wow it, it's tough to shut this down. Yeah, you know, it's like a, this is really important for me as well.
0: Yeah, it feels good. It's yeah, like, wow, I, I didn't realize how much I missed this.
1: Right, right.
0: Yeah, I I was of a similar way that I hadn't done anything creative like because of COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, everything stopped, and then right. like coming to IFTP was like first time. Like I hadn't done an improv class in probably like four years. Mm-hmm. So I was like,
2: whoa, <laughs> what
0: is this? But it, yeah. it, it felt so good once I got the ball rolling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know what though? I will tell you one creative thing that I did do during COVID mm. that you missed in your internet sleuthing. Oh, uh, which is not going to lie, bit of a big miss. <sighs> My roommate and I, um, we would live stream oh. marble racing oh. on Instagram. Oh, so wow, yeah. We, I don't know why we thought this would be. Fun. Basically, all the other sports got shut down. Yeah. And there was nothing to watch, and all my friends from S C are like diehard sports addicts, yeah. And so they were having, they needed something, they were having mental breakdowns.
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: And so I was like, well, I don't know, let's race marbles. And so, (laughs) you know, we bought like, uh, like some uh, a toy for children, yeah, and a bunch of marbles, and we would set up these elaborate tracks and then race (sighs) them. And no one had anything else to do, so it sort of spiraled a little bit, and we got up to like. I don't know, something dumb, something like a thousand followers that would tune in on Friday yeah. nights to watch the marble, the races, marble race, yeah. which is like, means nothing. That's, that's like, what it's all about. That's <laughs> that's not a high number, but we were living large. Yeah, And that was super, I mean, you know, I was just kind of screwing around, but looking back, like that was a performance yeah. as well. Right. To, to keep people entertained with that. And that was super fun. Um, and the last radio show slash podcast I did was, um, With, not Ty Pennington, but um, what's his name? Ryan (gasps) Seacrest.
0: No, really?
1: Somebody, like somebody's friend who watched, knew somebody who like worked (laughs) on the radio show or whatever. Yeah. And so they like set us up to do like a five-minute interview over the phone.
0: Oh, okay, about nice.
1: like our marble racing, or so what you
0: guys race marbles, uh, huh? tell us
1: all about it. We're like, yeah. eh, it's exactly that's what it is. Yeah, you it's race marbles, it was like, no. <laughs> yeah, which was hilarious. You know, that was like that was clearly the peak of my entertainment career and the trough of his.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good. He yeah. was
1: talking to me about my <laughs> marble racing, um, but yeah, you know, looking back, I realized too, I was like, oh, my, I, I like performing so much that I was finding other outlets like that to kind of do it in. Mm -hmm. Um but to do uh to do it more, you know, actively or more um
0: disciplined,
1: I guess (laughs) through IFTP is is better. A
0: little more structure. I mean I am so sad I missed that because now my mind is like, that's awesome. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah, we had a separate Instagram account and we ran our promotions. Yeah. So that's next time.
0: What's do you mind sharing the account?
1: It's called um, Rona Racing League, Ooh. the RRL. Ah, that's a good name. Um, so yeah, we got we got a little too into it. Yeah, you know we had too much free time on our hands. Though,
0: yeah, for sure. I, I'm curious about some of these elaborate track setups. I have to yeah, yeah. I mean, about it, they, were,
1: they weren't like that elaborate. <laughs> it's for
0: like, marbles at the end of the it's day. It's for yeah. all the
1: marbles, baby. Yeah. 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 No, it was fun.
0: That's. It's good, you found a need, you know. People were missing sports, I remember because like it all kicked off with all that NBA drama that was happening, yeah. And then everything shut down,
1: Ugh. everything shut down. There's yeah. nothing to do. Liam yeah. Liam told us, He's like, You guys screwed up, man. Like, if
0: you guys had been,
1: if you guys had started like a TikTok account, oh, yeah, TikTok was blowing up at that time, yeah. you know, I'd be, I'd be a billionaire at this
0: point. You'd, oh. you'd have so much money, you wouldn't know what to do. I know. Damn. Think of the marbles you could have bought. Oh, I would have bought so many oh, marbles the finest marbles made of Italian glass. Of <laughs> you know, just nice, yeah. nice, nice piece of glass oh, that would right there. Great. Would yeah. Great. You could have gotten one of your eyes replaced by a marble. Just oh, to be like, that'd be sick. I'm the Marble Man. The that's, that's how they named <laughs> me. <sighs>
2: yeah,
0: it's a shame. Oh well, but you know, life is full of choices,
1: and I chose wrongly. You did. I chose wrongly. You did, but
0: <laughs> you know that you did, and it's that's. True. True. That's important. It's true. So sorry, it's, Dan. Yeah. No, sorry. Right. Could have been a marble man. All right. <laughs> so, uh, your marble career ends, life goes on, right? Mm-hmm. Things we, from COVID, you know, they get better. Things start to open up a little bit. So this brother of yours, he goes, Hey, Dan, going to, camp. going to camp. And this ain't any camp. <laughs> yeah. This is a camp for improv. <laughs> you in?
1: You in. Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's kind of how it happened. Yeah. Um, you know, and my, my girlfriend, Taylor, who takes classes with uh, IFTP as well, mm-hmm. um, she had done some improv in college, so she was excited, oh, which okay. was great because I, I really wanted to go, yeah. and I was like, Am I, I'm going to have to pitch this idea of her sleeping in a cabin with strangers yeah. and um, you know, pretending to be someone she's not for laughs. Um, and she was like, no, 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 I. That's oh, awesome try it
0: she Love yes it. and it
1: yeah exactly so that was great and um yeah we're like uh ah, whatever we'll, we'll have a good time It'll have a fun weekend you know we'll, we'll see how it goes and it was, it was it was a super fun time um and we came back from that and we're like you know we're like the camp aspect is a lot but we like the classes yeah so sure, sure. we will definitely you know, we, we got to come back and sign up for some some classes and, yeah. and start that in the new year so when we came back from the holidays, we, um, yeah, we signed up right away and mm. have, have been doing it pretty much since.
0: Ah, that's amazing. Um, and what, what classes have you been in? Have you doing Wednesday nights, Saturday mornings?
1: We're doing the Wednesday night class, <laughs> um, which has been great. Yeah. And we went to one of the jams, um, like a month ago, whatever yeah. the last yeah. jam was. Uh, and then we're going to go tomorrow as well.
0: Oh yeah. Jam, so. Um, oh yeah. Tomorrow. Jam. Damn. Jumping and jamming. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I think I might have been at that jam that you were at. Okay. I know I went to one. I can't remember. It's a, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. There's been a, a few of them. So it kind of blends together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just have to remember if there was a fight before the jam started.
1: <laughs> oh, really? uh, a real one?
0: No, between you. Oh, me and Liam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, that happens all the
0: time. Weekly, I think. All almost. the time. Yeah.
1: When we were younger, so Liam was Liam's the youngest. So yeah. I'm four years older than oh, him. He's the baby. Yeah. And then I we have obviously an older brother, Joe, yeah. um, who's two years older than me. Mm. So we're a lot closer. But I remember one time Joe and I were fighting downstairs. We were wrestling. We were never fighting. No yeah. one was ever angry with each other. You're brothers. You were doing what you do. You're just trying to kill. Him. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and of we course. were we were fighting. We were like rolling around and it was in a hallway like that. So it was like a tight space. Yeah, narrow. And I like I basically like rolled and bridged and pushed him off of me. And I pushed him through the drywall of our of our oh wall in gosh. our house, yeah. Um, because I'm the strongest man alive, yeah. And wow. congratulations,
0: he, yeah.
1: he went through the wall like a cartoon character, where there's like <laughs> like his body, you see like his imprint. Oh, that's um, so good. And our parents were not pleased. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, that's a pretty
0: serious. What are you guys doing?
1: Um, wow. So that was sort of when we we're like, you know, what we're probably too large to just be like do it just to be yeah. attacking each other in the hallway so we toned
0: it down from there but
1: not 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 to zero yeah you know good, we're like good, at, good. we're like a 25 percent. so
0: good okay yeah that's good to hear. Yeah. Let the tradition live on. I want you right. guys to be you know, like in your eighties, just still going at just it. Just going at it. <laughs> Someone our, lifts the other person up. Just hitting each
1: other with our canes. Yeah. What
0: if, whatever you got one. at that point. Yeah. Just make it work. Oxygen tank. Who knows? Yeah. 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 Everything's a weapon. Um, all right. Uh, Bring it back to improv. So what do you think, uh, based off your time here at IFTP and then thinking back to your high school days with Kish, mm-hmm. what do you think are some differences in you as an improviser from then compared to now?
1: Sure. Um, I think. Um, I mean, back then, you know, I was whatever, sixteen years old, seventeen. I was an idiot. Was peak moron. of your craft. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just peak moron. So, <laughs> you know, seventeen-year-old boys are not very mature or thoughtful about the things that they do. And I think, like I was saying, like I was just going for laughs. Mm. Like, did not care about building a story, building structure. Being an interesting character, or getting to, you know, like genuinely funny situations. Mm-hmm. I think um, was only interested in like quick laughs, trying to make people laugh, trying to gain, uh, you know, like just get pats on the back at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. Um, and I think now. No, I'm still probably you know, this not might be my new peak moron, but like hopefully I'm a little bit more mature and thoughtful than when I was sixteen. And I think um I think you realize too it's so much more interesting to build, you know, the whole world of whatever the scene is. Right. Build that detail and build the character and the mm-hmm. relationship and why are they there and who are they and um, you know, what what is their relationship? And so like just trying to be more, a lot more thoughtful about yep. building that structure um, I think is, is, is something that I try to be more aware of um, because it also gets, it gets you to more interesting places. So even if it's not funny, it's like the audience is still wants to see the scene hmm. play out, right? Because they're invested in the characters. Yeah, they and if you, know. if you build the world, they want to see what happens in the world. Um, and then I also think that when you create that connection between the audience and the character so much, you find sort of like, you know, genuinely funny things yeah. where it's like, oh, that's, the audience is like, oh, that's funny because we know this character is this way or whatever. Mm. Um, so, it but that takes a lot more patience and yeah, um, just being able to listen to other people um, rather than just trying to like, own a senior self and
2: and go Mm. for cheap laughs. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It makes a world of difference. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You and your girlfriend. Yeah. Taylor. Nice. 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 Uh, have been taking classes together and I, I, I'm just curious what, what is it like being in an improv class? Like with your partner?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It's super fun. Yeah. It's so much fun. It's hilarious to see her up there. Yeah. Um, just being herself and being goofy and, and playing characters and stuff. And, um, You know, we haven't done. To be honest, we haven't done like that many scenes together. Mm. I think we sort of, not that we avoid it, but like it feels like cheating a little bit. You know what I mean? So the connection you
0: have is. I mean, come on, right,
1: right. And I, I act. To be honest, I think it's a little bit harder to be in scenes with people you know really, really well. Mm. So, like, I it's hard to be in scenes with Liam sometimes. Yeah. Because we have our own humor between the two of us. Yeah. And I will start to do things that I know will make him laugh. But again, like, the audience is not in on our inside jokes. Mm. So it's like, what do you, that doesn't make sense. And I, it's the same thing with Taylor, too. You yeah. Know? There's things that I know will make her laugh. Um, but sometimes it's a little bit easier to become, you know, it's obviously easier to become a totally new character and live in a totally new world when it's with someone you know, and you know how they'll behave, but you're not super, super close. Yeah. It, when it's with Taylor, it's hard to completely separate myself from, you know, being whatever the meat factory owner or whatever mm-hmm. like scene we're playing. Yeah. Um. So I think that makes it a little more challenging. But in terms of like seeing her perform and being in the class and being able
0: to talk through things with her, it's that's awesome. It's yeah. super Fun. Yeah. Absolutely. That's really cool. Yeah, I've thought about it because I've been. Trying to get my wife, I want her to take a class, and I don't know that would be in it together. I just want her to try it because it—it comes down to it, having to explain an improv scene right. to someone who wasn't there is the worst thing. <laughs> right, it's right. not funny. Right? She's like, "Oh, was this scene where uh, like?" So I just imagine the idea of like you're both in the class together. Yeah. Then you know you're driving home or whatever, you can talk about it and be right. like, "Oh yeah, remember when someone so did this or like when yeah. I was doing that." That's pretty cool.
1: No, it is cool. It's so much fun to be able to like talk about it and talk through things we want to try yeah, and, and all that kind of stuff. And sneak like, yeah. and
0: reflection. Yeah. Uh, so, D, I, I got to get you in a class. I got to get you in a
2: class. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I've, I've tried to get Taylor to come to jujitsu classes with ah. me, and she has zero interest whatsoever, mm-hmm. which is completely fine. And similarly, I will come back from a class and I'll be like, honey, I hit the sixth submission today. What, what you're gonna to want to do? You want to take a shoulder? You wrap it around like... and I try to explain it. She's like, yeah. "Don't, don't, don't, don't do that. I don't want. I don't care." she's like, <laughs>
0: "Okay, <it's>, okay Dad. <laughs> okay. All right, that's great, honey. Thanks. All right, uh, I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but that's
1: funny. Yeah, yeah, it's super fun to be able to share um, improv together.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. That's really awesome. I, right, Dan, I got a couple more questions for you. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get into our games. Uh, so, my first to last question ooh, uh penultimate yeah nice. what do you think thus far has been the kind of the impact uh, yeah, the impact of improv on your life?
1: yeah, I think um i think I don't know it's a, I'm trying to think of a, a like one good one. I think honestly, there's been so many mm-hmm. um, I think there's a lot of positive impacts from Look, just being able to think on your feet yeah. and hold conversations with people in any scenario mm. is a real value add. Yeah, um, And I think to be good at improv, you have to be uh, a great listener. Mm. Uh, you gotta be emotionally intelligent. Um, and you gotta understand like how your actions make other people feel. Um, and so bringing those qualities into your personal life or into your work life or, you know, Any relationship is has huge benefits, right? Um, Because improv is creating relationships and creating worlds, and Mm. um, so I, I think in general, just like that, learning that behavior and how to flex that muscle is really positive. Because you know, even though you're not like being some zany character, if you're able to listen to others and understand how it makes them feel in certain situations, there's there's a lot of benefits there, you know. And then on a less serious level, like. Just having a creative outlet, yeah. like I just I feel way more calm, right? In my corporate job, like if you, this is one of Liam's rules which I follow. If you think of something funny, don't say it. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just like it's that's yeah. just kind of like the corporate environment.
0: Yeah, like, serious business, business, business. Right. You just like
1: yeah. let me just do my work and be serious and blah blah blah. So having an outlet to just kind of like relax and fuck yeah, around, yeah, get the silly was, out.
0: It's really important, I think. I mean, if you're spending all day looking at spreadsheets, right? I'm, I'm just guessing, or like lines that go up and down.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh my god,
0: look at that guy. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't even make a joke about
2: it. Yeah,
1: you're, you're like, like, okay, it, which is funny too, because so much of it is like so ridiculous. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. people freaking out about, you know, a couple, couple percentage points or whatever. It's yeah. like, okay, guys, we're not saving lives here. Let's yeah. relax.
0: <laughs> oh man. I I should try to apply that rule, see what happens to my career. I haven't yet, but <laughs> yeah. I, I've done okay. Yeah, yeah. But I could do better. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh my last question for you, Dan. This is a penultimate final question. Okay. Ooh. Thinking about where you're at with improv right now. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been jumping, you've been jamming, you've been in classes, you've been to camp. Uh let's say looking at the rest of 2023, right? Today is May. 17th. Mm-hmm. So we still got more than half the year left. Do you have any goals or the things you would like to accomplish within improv or comedy or performing by the end of this year?
1: I don't have, um, that's probably not a good sound for the podcast. It's just making, cut that. No, <laughs> Cut, 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 cut. cut. Um, I don't have specific goals to be honest. I mean, I would, I would love to be in a couple shows. Yeah. I think, you know, like, it's great to be in practice, but uh, like to be in a show and, and put it all out there and, and be live. I, I'd be really excited about that. Mm. Um, you know, I think my main goal more than anything is to just remain consistent. Yeah. Um, and like keep coming back and showing up and, and doing it. Um, because you know, you, you know, there's some days where you're like, eh, I don't want to go tonight or yeah. I'm busy, or whatever, but like, to be honest, then I come out of it. I'm like, I feel so much better. Yeah. That was so great. Always. so, yeah I mean i I would love to be in shows, but I think if if any goal it's really just staying consistent with it and continuing to explore improv as a creative outlet um, and I think exploring other aspects right where there's like short form games, long form games, um you know sketch, you know and, and like other other areas too that that i I might like as well
0: yeah, pushing yourself within the art form,
1: yeah, definitely you know, continuing to. Continuing to take risks and just try new things because, like I was kind of saying at the beginning, like that's the only way you, I think, get the positive feedback is mm. pushing yourself and continuing to take those risks.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you can't. You got to risk it for the biscuit, right? That's right. That's hey, right. there you go. <laughs> this is a little corporate speak for you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Use yeah, it at the water cooler tomorrow.
1: I'll use that, yeah, yeah, at yeah. yeah. the water, because our offices are from 1975, so we've got yeah. coolers all over the yeah. floor.
0: Hey there, Phil, risk it for the biscuit, am I right, buddy? <laughs> <sighs> Some good H2O. Yeah,
1: we have those, we have those weird, like, uh, cone cups, oh, you know, you great. only get yeah. two sips of them.
0: Yeah, I, I, I hate stuff. drinking water out of those, because it just makes me want a snow cone. Oh, God, you know, I crush a, snow cones. Oh, absolutely.
1: That's like my go-to dessert is a snow cone. Really? Uh, that would be like my top choice, or really? like a shave, like a shaved
0: ice. Shaved ice. Okay, getting a little fancier. Do you do like the Hawaiian shaved ice with where it's got ice cream in it as uh, well? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I've then, got
1: a real trash palette.
0: Oof, all those syrups. One. That's a, no, that's a solid dessert. Yeah. That's some. That's some good stuff. Yeah. Do you have a shaved ice machine at home?
1: No, I would love one. <laughs> Just like the... i would love one i definitely don't don't have the counter space
0: i think you should invest find a way i should look into that yeah Yeah. hey you're in investing there's a there's some some great that you're missing
1: yeah yeah Yeah. no we'll we'll have to diligence the uh at-home snow cone machine sector that'll be uh that'll be
0: our top priority yeah there's some really promising uh prospects out there right here (laughs) really on the up and up you want to get in now you know buy low
1: buy low sell high yeah yeah. we'll give them the machine for free but we upcharge them on the syrups
0: genius that's brilliant, genius and we can sell sugar free extra sugar no no no
1: lots of sugar get them a ticket
0: lots of sugar right Make yeah, them, yeah. keep them coming back for more keep
1: them coming baby
0: yeah <laughs> and we're in California you can eat that year round
1: yeah with the nice weather <sighs> that's perfect
0: hmm. kind of want some shaved ice now I know I don't, I don't know where you get shaved ice on a Wednesday night. No.
1: Sawtell. There's a good spot in Sawtel uh, yeah? over there. Oh, yeah, you're right.
0: I um, can't remember what it's called, but I know I've been there.
1: I have no idea. But it's like right on that weird. Yeah, I had something with banana. It was yeah.
0: good. Yeah, they got good options. Shoot, you're right. That's pretty close to here. <laughs> yeah, well, all right, we're going for shaved ice. Well, soon, aren't I a fool? <laughs> all right, Dad. Uh, so we got to do some improv. All right, let's That's do why it. we're here, improv okay. for the podcast. Uh, so the first game that we're going to play is called uh, Bad Habits. Um, and this is not based off the Ed Sheeran song. I, I know that's what you were thinking. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah. Yeah, you were like, oh, Ed Sheeran just won that lawsuit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were all over it. But in this game, uh, you've got a, you've got a bit bit of a strange habit in that uh, you are just, it's habit character trait that we're kind of keeping loose with that term. But mm-hmm. your habit is that you're thrilled by trivial things. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, you're you're thrilled by trivial things. So we're gonna play a scene where your character is thrilled by trivial things. I'm gonna give us a suggestion of location, and then uh, and then we'll just take it from there.
1: Okay, I got it.
0: All right. So we are at the beach. And you know, will black is that when we're done? Okay.
1: Oh, I needed this. I um,
0: needed this. Yeah. Yeah. No, me too. I just. Honestly, we should call to work more often. Just get away, you know.
1: All the time. I wish we could all the time.
0: No. I mean, no? You know, the
1: sun, the the, the the sand in my toes, in every crevice. It's just great.
0: You, what? Sorry. Like, yeah, the sand is cool, but right. you you in every crevice.
1: Every crevice. Every crevice.
0: You have to enjoy. You
1: have to embrace it. Jeff,
0: d- dude, the you know, there's some places you don't want sand.
1: Well, not everyone, not everyone. But you know what I love? I love, I love the shower right after the beach. Yeah, you ever have one of those. Yeah, it's, done that?
0: it's nice to get clean. You know, just like wash off the day, the sunscreen, the sunscreen, the sweat. Oh, it's yeah. great. You the, sand. Home, the sand,
1: the sand, yeah, the sand. Clean out those crevices. Well, I save some of it. Some of it you save. Like keeping, it in my, like, keeping it in my toes, and then a week later, you, you know, you take your shoes off, there's little sand left in there. It's like a, it's like a nice little memory of your time it's, at the beach. That's, I don't think that's sanitary, Jeff.
0: Oh. I don't. So you come to work with, with sand in your shoes?
1: Well, yeah. It's like, you know, it's a reminder of the day that I took off from work, and I sort of, I'm sitting, I'm typing, yeah. but my toes within my shoes are doing this. Curling.
0: I'm feeling the sand. You ever done that? No. I I think that's actually one of my least favorite feelings in the world is is you know leftover sand in my toes. Oh. I, I rinse that out as soon as I get home. Oh no. You know, get the oh, garden that's... hose, you know, shower head, whatever it takes.
1: Oh god, no, that's no. No no no. no. It's very
0: enjoyable. You you are an odd one, my friend. This see the, we don't get to talk about this kind of stuff at the office, you know. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, uh, I'm sitting one cubicle over, you know. We're both just typing away. Corporate drone. It never ends. Never ends. Never ends. God. Yeah. But yeah, you know, we're out today. We're out today. This is no. This is thank you. Thank you for inviting me. You know, we. It's kind of fun getting to see you outside of work. You know, yeah. I mean, this is our, our first time hanging out outside I know. the office. Yeah, I,
1: know. I didn't know you had that huge chest tattoo. Ew. Yeah. Oh no, my God. You,
0: you know, I can't pull that out in, in the workplace. Suddenly HR is going to be, you know, on no. uh, my case.
1: Oh, they'll be all over that. I mean, it's highly questionable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's I mean, I love this tattoo, man. It's right. um, it's Master Chief from Halo. Right. And he's just eating a sandwich. Right. Yeah. Right. But he's not wearing pants.
1: I was going to say, that's sort of the key element. Yeah, that's,
0: because it's like, you know, even someone as cool as Master Chief likes to relax a little bit. Huh. Yeah.
1: Okay, but he kept his helmet on. Yeah, well,
0: you can't take that
1: off. Otherwise, he wouldn't know who he is.
0: Yeah, and that's, I wouldn't soil my body with such a thing.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Okay, well. Yeah. We're learning a lot. We're yeah, learning we're learning a, a lot, lot. Yeah, about we're
0: yeah it's, a lot. A, it's a cool tattoo. You know, I'm a big Halo fan. Used to play it a lot as a kid. Yeah. So, and I like to relax too, like Master Chief. So.
1: Right. Well, yeah. I'm glad you've kept your pants on in this wow. scenario because yeah. that would have made me very uncomfortable.
0: It's only because I have to, Jeff.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. Well, maybe we should get back uh, and then and, and, and talk to HR a little bit. You know, you don't like them there all the time, but every once in a while for situations like this, it might be nice.
0: Well, J- Jeff, we're not crossing any HR boundaries. We're not at work. You know, we're not on the clock. Right. which're just two friends spending some time together at the beach, uh, enjoying sand in our, in our own ways. I do enjoy the sand. And knocking back these, uh, these cold-cut sandwiches here. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Do you have another one? Can I get one? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh, I made, made several. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. yeah, just the salami in here. Mm.
1: Love a little salam. Killer. A little prosciutto, A little prosciutto, Prosciutto. Ooh. It's nice. You know what I love?
0: Mm. What do you love?
1: I love when there's a little bit of sand in the sandwich, you know, for the texture.
0: Like the little crunch it?
1: Yeah, it yeah, yeah. You're like you're chewing, you're chewing, and then it... Like a little crunch, like in their back tooth. You ever get that?
0: I, I think that's disgusting. You don't like that? No. What? You you're just pouring sand onto your sandwich.
1: Well, you get a little, you know, you sprinkle it. It's I, like a salt, it's like salt bay, but uh, sand bay. You know?
0: It's not a seasoning, Jeff.
1: Well, I mean, not for everybody. But when you're at the beach, it reminds me of the beach.
0: It's just, do, you, do you know some of the disgusting things that might have been in this sand?
1: This is, like your tattoo or what? What? Hey, Hey, well, I, I, I'm, I, I'm sorry. You're just rubbing it around everywhere. You don't look,
0: you don't have to be a fan of halo, but you will not insult this art. That's on my left peck. Okay. All right, Jeff. <sighs> okay.
1: All right. All right. I won't.
0: And Jeez. you know, I'd take that sandwich back if I could, but you got it all Sandy.
1: Yeah, I have, I've lathered it up.
0: You, nobody wants that. That's disgusting.
1: It's good stuff, though. Thank
0: uh, I don't think I like you. Okay. I, I don't like you, Jeff. Well,
1: that's fine, because we're just work colleagues.
0: <laughs> oh Well, we were friends, but...
1: For a brief time. For a brief time.
0: But this trip has informed me, if I've learned anything today, it's that I should call out and work more uh, alone. And get the hell away from you.
1: Okay. All right. Steve, look, I'm sorry I insulted the tattoo. Okay. I'm sorry. I think we should, we should start fresh here. Okay. We have found a mutual hatred of our workplace and we found a mutual love of the beach. Mm. You like to come here to relax, to swim in the water. I like to cover myself in sand. I'm probably going to ask you to bury me later.
0: Blackout. <laughs> you're a sick sick man
1: yeah i was just that's rough that's rough i was trying to think of all of the all the things people hate about the beach yeah and all the things that i could love about those things oh uh, yeah
0: that's just the crevices that that got me that's a that's a <laughs> risky one and in the food too
1: oh yeah like when you <sighs> I, so the, the, I hate all of them
0: I felt that sandwich I was eating. I could feel the grains in my teeth. I was you get, like,
1: oh. Yeah, you get one grain and it ruins yeah. the
0: sandwich. I, I can just picture myself like eating a Dorito, like, and I'm like, oh, and it's a little sandy, and I'm like, well, no, still a Dorito. No, you no. Know? No, thank you. no,
1: thank you.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. But uh, well done, Dan. Well done. I'm going to keep us moving. All right. Uh, you know, away from the beach, uh, we're going to move on to our next game. And this one, it's going to be a lot on your shoulders here. Okay. You're going to carry the team. I hope you're ready. Uh, this game is called Creation Myth. Okay. And in this game, I'm going to give you a one-word prompt, and then uh, you're just going to give us a story about how how the earth was formed or created mm-hmm. based off that one-word prompt. Okay. You're going to tell us our origins.
2: Wow, okay. I'm yeah. I'm
0: ready. I know. I know. Let's see. So your word, quiche. Quiche. Kish, 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 kish.
1: Well, this is uh, this is a, a creation myth from the Nordic tradition. Um, so you know, there's a, there's a lot of different creation myths. This one is probably my favorite, hmm. um, which is we are but a floating orb within a universal kish. So there is one supreme nona. Or, or grandma, but they call it Nona there. Ah. There's one Supreme Nona, and uh, she was creating a quiche for her family, for her children to eat. Mm. Um, and so she was mixing up, you know, the eggs, and she was mixing up the ham and the cheese, and laying out the pie crust and pouring it all together.
0: Sounds delicious.
1: But this Supreme Nona, you know, the eggs that she was using, the, the ham, the cheese, these are really just metaphors. And what it really is, is it's the very fabric of our being, the space time <gasps> continuum. Oh, my goodness. Is that interlocking matrix of the quiche. And the Earth, our Earth, is it's like a, it's like a little ham cube <gasps> floating inside of that, that broader quiche. The cosmic quiche. Cosmic quiche, right. Now, this extends, right? Because as you think about the climate crisis, mm. global warming, the yeah. warming of the Earth, what is yeah. that? It's the baking of the
0: quiche. The baking of the quiche. The
1: quiche is being baked. Okay. (gasps) Now, the quiche will continue to be baked. We will continue to heat up. And unfortunately, at one point, this universe will end because her little children, they're going to eat us up. They're going to eat the quiche. They're going to cut it up and we're going to feed the family. Right. And our world, our, you know, us, just a little piece of floating ham within that quiche. And all the other worlds that are floating amongst this quichey, cheesy, eggy combination will also be consumed. And that is why we must savor every moment. Mm. Savor every bite of life, you know? Um, because it will all come to a fiery, fiery death. For all of us, the universe will be destroyed. Um, but as long as you embrace those that you love, um, you find joy in your life, and and, and you... And you really live life to the fullest that is the best way to suck out every every flavor from the universal quiche blackout wow
0: i didn't know i was going to be learning some mythology tonight
1: yeah yeah no meaning and
0: that 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 quiche was a nordic dish and so known as as
1: (laughs) known as nordic quiche
0: known as nordic quiche that's a that's an amazing story i think i'm gonna kind of reorient my life a little bit and just kind of go with that.
1: I think I'm going to eat some quiche tonight. Oh, That's also my, true. My go-to. I need to go to the store.
0: Quiche. <laughs> Pie crust, eggs, a little, eggs, little, little bit of chive in there. Oh,
1: be delish, actually.
0: Maybe some other onion as well. I don't know. I like spinach. Spinach. Well, you know, for the health
1: factor. Want to get healthy?
0: Suddenly, the quiche is—it's a superfood. If you do that, it's a superfood.
1: Yeah. yeah. The ham and the cheese and the, the butter. Just ignore those. As long as there's a couple slices of spinach.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Uh, for our final game, Dan. Okay. Uh, as we think about our place within the universal quiche, uh, this game is called Weird News Headline. Okay. We're going to perform a scene based off a strange news headline that I found today. Uh, this comes from uh, the Associated Press, uh, news.com forward slash hub, forward slash oddities. Uh, and the headline reads this, LA volunteer police officer hospitalized after getting stung on face by swarm of bees.
1: LA, this is a real headline?
0: This is a real headline. A
1: volunteer police officer? Yeah. I didn't know they had those. I did not either. How did you do that? I <laughs>
0: I guess he just volunteered. Okay. So yeah, a
1: volunteer. I guess we'll get into it. But yeah, a,
0: a volunteer police officer was hospitalized after getting stung on the face by a swarm of bees. Got it.
1: Okay. What What are we doing? Or we're just
0: We're just taking that and we're doing a scene. Just doing a scene off like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, we we got that guy good. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Look, we stung him badly. Yeah, badly in the face. Badly for <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, <but> he, was, <laughs> he was coming towards the queen. You know what I mean? He coming, hey, came, hey come, came come! God save come. the queen! God save the queen! Stay away from my queen!
0: Hey, don't! If you even look at my queen, mm, sting, sting you. Stinger's out! <laughs> sting you! Ooh.
1: Unbelievable!
0: Yeah, I, this guy. I don't feel bad. No. No.
1: No. Who do you think he was? Walking around here you know, like a badge? Yeah. What you, but
0: who do you think he owns the place? He's so much bigger than us. Right, right. So right. much bigger. So much bigger. And we were basically being invaded.
1: We, we were being invaded. Our life was at risk. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm just out here being a, a good old worker bee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sucking up pollen. I'm regurgitating it back out as honey. And, you know, this guy comes up in
0: in my face. Yeah. Today was my day off. No. It's my day off now. No. Yeah. yeah. I was going to go fly to visit my friend. He lives at another hive. Yeah. just we are staying out. Oh, that's sick. And, but then we, this guy shows up, and, you know, I got to drop those plans because we're, we're
1: under attack.
0: <sighs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Did
1: he get your stinger, though?
0: You know, uh, I, I actually didn't go in deep enough to lose it. So oh. you know, it's just a little like in and out, you know?
2: Interesting. So
0: I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm hanging on. I thought I thought today was going to be the day though. Yeah. Yeah, what about you? Oh.
1: No, he he got mine. I was yeah. I was fully committed to yeah, you, uh, protecting the the queen, so. Feeling all right? I'm feeling pretty I feeling a little lightheaded, you know? Yeah. I mean, this is sort of this is what this is what happens. Yeah. So, wait what the fuck? So you didn't I thought you were I thought we were fired up about this. You didn't Yeah. you, you didn't sting him or uh, All
0: right. I Look, Busby, I I didn't actually sting him. That's kind of just, you know, flying around, cheering on everyone. I'm not ready to go.
1: Not only am I slowly drifting off into the sweet night, but I have been betrayed by who I thought was a a friend, uh, a fellow warrior. I'm protecting your, the hive.
0: I'm your brother. I just look. I don't. I don't think it's my time to go yet. Oh, it's my time. No, Busby. It's, Busby, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. It's so cold. No, Busby. It was Andrew, please? I'm so it wasn't all for nothing. You.
1: It's so cold. You
0: saved the hive.
1: Tell me, I saved it.
0: You saved the hive, tell Busby. Me
1: I, t- tell me, I did something you, right. You, One you goddamn, were, goddamn You thing. were
0: brave and. You're going to be honored in, in heaven, in be heaven. <sighs> Thank you. They're going to have a place for you. Your stinger will never detach.
1: Cover me in honey. Send me down the river.
0: Cover you in honey. You'll have all the flowers, all the stamens you want.
1: I want a funeral pyre.
0: That's The, the biggest. I'll, I'll speak to the queen.
1: She probably won't listen to you. You're, you're kind of a pussy. You, you, you didn't even sting. You didn't even sting the guy. I mean, you're right. What's the queen going to think about that?
0: You're right. I...
1: You don't want sway here anymore. You're gonna be banned from the hive.
0: You know, I, I might have to move. Actually, might have to go move to my friend's hive. I
1: probably should. Probably should. Probably don't tell anybody about this.
0: Yeah, just say that you know my hive got got hit by raid or something, and that you know I need a transplant. God damn it! Yeah. God. Hopefully they don't send. They don't do a background check. Look, thanks, man, for helping me think through kind of my next moves in your final moments. I really appreciate it. Uh,
1: yeah, you know I'm here. I, yeah, I live, um, to live to surf.
0: Yeah, just the question about though if you know if I don't move um you think I could you think I could live at your place?
1: No, you cannot you cannot have
0: my stuff. You but you don't you're not going to need it.
1: What about my children that I'm leaving behind? I'm la, sacrificing la, myself can, for them.
0: Just name me your godparent. My wife? Name me your godparent. You just steal things from them? No, no. I'll take care of them. I, you you got a great ottoman over there, you know, in your living room. A of shit. That <sighs> uh, uh, Busby, huh? Busby. Hey, I'm just making sure your your affairs will be taken care of by me. I right, uh, just, my God. Look, I'm gonna. There's some honey. Oh, right, give, give me a honey handshake, real quick. Okay. Just a honey handshake. That Feels good. That feels, feels good. better. That's better. Okay. Thanks. So I so I can marry your wife. I can father your children. You, you just shook on it. Oh
1: God, damn it! I forgot that's what this means in our culture. Blackout.
0: <laughs> oh, rest in peace, Busby. Busby, you're
1: so, a good soldier. So brave. Yeah, yeah. Not like me.
0: At <laughs> uh, Finkelstein, I don't know what my name was. Yeah, it's just Honey Boy. Honey
1: Boy. Honey Boy. Yeah, honey Baby.
0: All right. Well done. Have you uh, have you ever been stung, by bee?
1: I have been stung, by bee. It's yeah. quite unpleasant. It is. Um, you know, nothing, nothing too bad. I once was a child and we were on a picnic and this like family friend we were with got stung in the mouth. Oh. And it was very funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was hilarious. <laughs> but I luckily have not had that.
0: That's good. Yeah. I, I remember hearing stories like happening to kids like they had like a, you know, like a can of soda or some of the bee flies in it. They drink it. And oh, then, and you're just done. Yeah. And what do you do? Came over. the bees in your mouth that is no place for a bee no 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 no. No. but uh I'm glad you've made it through childhood you know without any uh, too many severe bee stings
1: (laughs) yeah you're gonna get stung once or
0: twice yeah you do once you get it over with it's like then you're good yeah absolutely Um, so Dan before we conclude tonight's episode Mm -hmm. are there any final words wisdom uh, financial advice (laughs) jujitsu technique that you want to leave us with this Uh, evening no
1: no no definitely not um, you know, words of wisdom I have very few, but mm-hmm. I think I think um you know if there's anybody's listening that is interested in improv um try it I guess would be the only thing I think it's it's a lot of fun it's you know it doesn't have to be a a profession or the only thing that you do it's just like just get out there and um you know, explore that creative side of yourself. And Mm -hmm. I think that uh, it's a great opportunity and, and IFTP is a great place to do it
0: absolutely and uh you know the rona racing league is coming back i'm sure within the next couple months
1: <laughs> the rona racing league is is long gone fortunately <laughs> it's in the deep past got my hopes
0: up dan it was a good time my hopes up.
1: it was a good time
0: yeah well, i'm, I'm going to have to look into it i got some entertainment this evening <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> sure. exactly there you go all right well thank you again uh, to dan for coming on the show and telling us all things about rona racing league <laughs> jiu jitsu uh walking I don't know. I can do better. Burgers in New York. Yeah. All that good stuff. And improv. And life. Yeah. Life. Exactly. Um, As always, improv for the podcast is streaming uh, anywhere you can find podcasts. Also, we're on YouTube if you want to see Dan and I doing the Honey Handshake live. Some good stuff. But uh, as always, we'll be back with another episode next week. And until then, we'll see you next time. For the podcast was created by Matt Moore and Michael Lee Evans, edited and produced by Michael Lee Evans, and finally presented by Improv for the People. Interested in more IFTP? You can visit us at improvforthepeople.com or on our socials such as Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. Remember, new episodes are released weekly. Thank you for listening. We'll
2: see you next time.